0: Hey, this is a disclaimer that we are not historians. We're comedians who enjoy history, gossip,
1: and each other's company. Everything discussed is true to the best of our sexy knowledge. Also, this show is not for kids. There will be death, sex, and swearing. We want to make you feel good, but history gets pretty dark. So make sure to check the show notes for more details before listening. Historical
2: Hello, 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 our very sexy listeners. We are Historical Hookups, and we are back! My name is Sarah Gollum, and I am with... Lauren Bancroft. And Savannah Parra. Hell yeah, and we are back soon, officially, but right now we're just back for our Halloween special. Uh, We wanted to give you guys a spooky, sexy little treat. Our educators today are Lauren and Savannah. I'm just here to have a good time, and let's open with a question feel free to play along at home send us your answers what is your favorite animated musical mine is the lion king you really can't go wrong with the lion king it's a fucking classic you got cute little lions it's uh Mm -hmm. sad when bad things happen to cats and fun when good things happen to cats that's my official opinion Mm -hmm. on cats cats the animated musical is uh, not on the list and we're not acknowledging it and um yep. <laughs> even you should you know what um savannah go ahead and bleep this
1: out lion king great choice great choice classic it's a modern retelling of a classic tale with cats oh yeah i should
2: also be <laughs> yeah. clear um that's just my favorite animated uh movie i don't think lion king is the sexiest animated movie i'm not a weirdo. Robin Hood is the sexiest animated movie. Okay,
1: just... <laughs> we all know. We all know that. You, it goes without saying, yeah. I feel. Robin Hood, what a little babe. Weird, right? Yeah. But Regular all,
2: animals, yeah. not sexy. Animals in cute little outfits. Um, you know what? It's a different situation. It's a different situation exactly. psychologically, and you don't need to uh, send me any messages about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. My favorite animated musical movie is probably *The Prince of Egypt. Nice. Because it's just like, you know, it's such a huge epic I mean, I'm not religious in any way. I was never at any point raised in religion, but I am a sucker for big biblical epics. Just like the classic stories. I do not know why, but here we are. But also the soundtrack is fucking Oh yeah.
2: The soundtrack is so so
1: good in that movie. So good. Friggin' credit and a credit song by Mariah Carey and Wendy Houston. Yes. Please. Yes. Absolutely.
0: I would say Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: I liked that,
0: and I liked Pocahontas a lot. I feel like I saw Pocahontas on ice once, and was pretty impressed as a child. Oh so, man,
2: which doesn't also doesn't make. Sense. I mean, well, yeah. If you get a raccoon on ice skates, that's going to impress you. That's. Is it called? Either of you ever have like a thing for the Beast and Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not of me. Ha ha. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little <laughs> trash. Uh, Oh, no!
0: I mean, I think... I was like, I, this guy's just mean. Uh, uh, I was it's, like, he's uh, troubled and I need to save him, which yeah. was a, it became a problem through my... Yeah. <laughs> into adulthood.
1: Yeah, if I can dig myself out of that hole real quick. I yeah. think I really... I always loved the story of Beauty and the Beast. I mean, if i It's I'm a beautiful
2: favorite, movie. It's a beautiful it's movie. It's
1: great. It's great. I mean, I've got questions for sure, but it's <laughs> this you know, it's this like this flawed guy who was, if you do the math, also a literal child when he was cursed. Probably not very fair.
2: How funny would it have been, though, if, like, Belle was in that house with all the enchanted, you know, servants and the beast or mm-hmm. whatever, and she had fallen in love with, like, an ottoman. It was full of other animated non-human stuff. What if she was just sort yeah. of, like, me in this chair? I think uh, I think it's really working out between us, actually. Yeah.
1: If you also- wouldn't mind
2: giving us the room. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and also beautiful. the the other uh, the other uh, objects, magical enchanted objects, were a lot nicer. Yeah, the exactly. They're too. they're
2: fine. Yeah,
1: <laughs> point point one for other objects. Why are we asking about <laughs> animated musicals? Because Anastasia is an animated musical, and in Anastasia is Rasputin, the topic of today's episode. <laughs>
2: We got there, guys. (laughs)
0: Exactly.
1: We're bringing it right back around.
2: Spoiler for people who didn't look at the name of the episode. (laughs) This is about Rasputin.
1: That's our guy for today. That's our guy. Happy Halloween. Yeah, he was, uh, well, Rasputin was uh, a legend for being, like, a mystical man, you know, a religious monk. A lot of tall tales about him having, like, superpowers. So that's kind of why we picked him for our Halloween episode because he is, Magical. Or so he told a lot of rich people. We're
0: just going to start off by uh, talking about Rasputin's early life. Rasputin was born to a Siberian peasant family in 1869. 69! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how that's I was remembering it. <laughs> he was a horse whisperer and could soothe histor- hysterical horses and the son of a farmer.
1: Allegedly, he could allegedly. See allegedly, horses. yes. Yeah. All of
0: this is hard hearsay because nobody was writing down exactly what was happening to him as a child because they were peasants.
2: You know what? I'm I'm gonna go ahead and I'll I'll give him this one. I believe that someone who grew up on a farm was good at patting a horse on the nose and being like, "Chill out, yeah, hey, it's cool." <laughs> uh, I'll I'll give one... him that one. Benefit of the doubt, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. and that's that's all that you really need to get. Yeah, out. testimony of fellow villagers. He wasn't the kind of guy that you wanted your daughters to be uh, hanging around. He drank a lot, would go up to peasant girls and start undoing their shirts, and was often getting slapped. Yeah, well, okay, I know. Yeah, we're done with the benefit on the doubt of this guy. <laughs> yeah, just
2: <laughs> start undressing yeah. people. That's that's never been a thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, Uh, So he got married in his early 20s uh, to a woman named Praskovia Dubrovina. She was also a peasant. In all my research, I think it's crazy how many times people were specified as being peasants. (laughs) Uh, It's just critical. It's critical to them as people, I guess. But after a few months of courtship, they got married in 1886. She lived in and she stayed in uh, Abalak, Russia. The whole time that he eventually starts doing, like, walkabouts and traveling around and wandering the world, his wife and children all stayed in Abilak. They did have seven children. Unfortunately, only three of them actually lived to adulthood because a lot of things easily went wrong back then. We all know. This is not the first episode that
2: involves... uh, (laughs) That's why (laughs) people would have seven
0: children. But happy thing uh, is that his daughter, Maria actually wrote a lot about him later on when she when she was an adult and so some of our research and our quotes uh, are from her she really adored her father and that you know he was sort of out there but anytime he went a wandering he would come back and the kids were always happy to see him it seemed like she loved her father very much
1: And it's good to have her account specifically because a lot of the other research and, like, documentation that we have for the time is from, like, you know, the police. Who are, like, trying to, or, like, the the royal elite who's, like, trying to build a case against him to try to convince the emperor to, like, get him the heck out of Russia. Right, So it's, like, you know, it makes sense that, like, one account that's positive comes from his daughter. And then a bunch right. of other accounts that are all negative come from the cops, essentially. But we're yeah. into I, I know enough oh, about yeah, Rasputin oh, yeah. to know
2: that there was like a lot of
0: propaganda about him on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he has this family and he's married and he's living this farmer's life. And he's like, you know, is this it? So at 28, he has a vision of the Virgin Mary and she's like, be a holy man. And so he decides to go on a pilgrimage, eventually joins a monastery. The idea was that he was trying to marry two sides of himself, the sinner and the saint. Mm. And there he taught himself to read and write. Was he still married when he became? Yes. So he was still married. You were allowed to do whatever the fuck you wanted to do at that point. I think that you could just... (laughs) Do they just not
2: ask, is it honor system? They're like, and you're not fucking (laughs) no one, right? And he was like, probably not. And they were like, okay, (laughs) we
0: have open rooms. (laughs) At the time, there was a lot of religious pilgrims, like walking around Russia, walking around Eastern Europe. So that is a possibility. Eventually, he does leave the monastery because he's like, this life isn't for me. I need to be out in the world experiencing the world. It used to be so easy to just leave your family. <laughs> yes, I know that. Right? You used to be able to just
1: get up and walk away. <laughs> I feel like as a man, it's probably still pretty easy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now there's all those, like,
2: DNA things where they can find you again.
1: <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So at least it's still an option for the dudes. I mean, back then, you, you know, you didn't see his wife being like, oh, man, after seven births, I'd really like to take a vacation it sounds like his wife was just like
0: cool leave if you want to i'm all right i'll figure it out he sounds like a bit of a handful yeah Uh, Mm
2: -hmm. i think i would
0: also let rasputin go (laughs) yeah i don't know it sounds just like the Mm. like a traveling salesman job but your sales are just religious preachings and
1: and uh cons
0: and cons. And just hot cons.
1: Yeah. But she was a loyal wife for their whole relationship. So crazy. She was I mean, they got married and like, that's just she was just the mother of the kids and she was his wife from a distance and that was cool for her. Do you want to talk about the Kleists at all?
0: Yeah. So, at the monastery, this is where supposedly he learned about the Kleist sect. At the time, in in russia the orthodox church was losing a lot of its credibility so there were all of these other little mini religious sects that started to pop up and the cleese they believed that sin is purged from the soul by practicing it with the body they're ritual orgy people so
2: (laughs) So, um, in order to cancel out a sin you just do that sin again or is it just do
0: fuck out sins you sin as hard as you can with your body, so that God notices you and your repentance and salvation come quicker and faster and harder.
2: <laughs> oh, okay, so it's like acting out in class. <laughs> it's
1: acting yes. out in class. It's the squeaky yeah. wheel. The, yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah. It's like you have to. It's, it's like um, that. That play fully
2: play. tracks. I very much assume I'm under God's radar. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very comfortable in that zone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I understand that mindset where it's like. You know, yeah, you can't be saved if uh, no one knows that you're suffering.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, it's very, like, work hard, play hard. Which really just feels like, they're like, oh, wouldn't it be great if this was how it was?
0: Yeah, Yeah, let's
1: just say that's how it is. Great. Perfect. So,
0: he goes to this monastery. He does go to the monastery. Learns about these religious sects, like the Khalees. Comes home. is like, you know, the monastery's not for me. I'm going to come home. And I'm going to start preaching around my village and tell him about this cool Cleese stuff. Mm-hmm. And supposedly, he starts throwing Cleese-type orgies in a secret chamber below his house. I
2: yes. thought he was a peasant. I didn't know that he had a fuck basement.
0: Right? What's the, what's the threshold
2: That peasant. changes
0: everything. Yeah. So he started preaching the villagers that if they wanted to be forgiven, first they had to sin, and it was best to sin with him at his cool basement orgy.
1: Mm-hmm. And just another bit about that, before he went to the monastery, he would go around, like, undressing women, like, unbuttoning their tops and stuff, which is, like, pretty shitty. But it's a creep. But once he had adopted this, like, mentality of, you know, sin hard, be forgiven hard, women would come to him, and they would say, how do I like what do i do how do i sin and he'd be like well baby let me help you with that uh and then he would you know he would have sex with these women and they were like oh this is what i'm supposed to be doing because it's sinning and this is what god wants me to do whereas he's just like literally getting his rocks off by having sex with these women very manipulative and very shitty
0: play hard pray hard boom love it just to give you sort of an idea of why people were so willing to believe that he was holy and that he knew more than them. Mysticism was super popular, different forms of spirituality among all the classes. Like they were just kind of looking for some answers. And I think that's probably why there were so many religious pilgrims walking around because they were just like, oh, opportunity. Like opportunity to get into places that maybe as a peasant I didn't have access to mm-hmm. and now I'll just be like oh I know a lot about like God and like fucking is cool and God yeah God to likes fucking
1: yeah <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> plus yeah. like if you don't know that many people can read and you meet a guy who's like no I definitely I went to a monastery I learned to read and also I think this you're like probably he read that in the monastery instead of
0: him making Ooh. it up himself <laughs> yeah right yeah t- I mean to be fair though the Khalees were a thing Mm-hmm. I'm st- yeah, I don't know, name- I'm
2: still kind of believe that he maybe made this up and then retro and he was like <laughs> and it's from the cleasts
0: <laughs> is cleast yeah. uh, like short just, for
2: cool priest
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's actually it means whip Like oh okay
2: like, Hello. So, Savannah make that sound again
0: which. thank <laughs> you yeah anytime um <laughs>
1: So i think that there were so many mystical practitioners wandering around because there was a market for it there was a there were people who were like i'm into this but specifically there were rich people in the aristocracy who were bored who were like oh yeah let's get into some mysticism or maybe they had and i don't want to get ahead of ourselves either here savannah so if i am stop me but In the case of the russian royal families like they had a problem that science couldn't solve they had a sick a sick son sick heir to the throne so it's like maybe someone who is mystical could possibly fix this because science at the time medicine at the time just wasn't doing it
0: that's definitely been like the case through history is that you have to explain things somehow and it's easy to explain them with magic like, sure, it's just right. something that happened. It's magical. You, you, br- you bring uh,
2: three guys in. They each do a thing. Whoever does it successfully, you're like, how did you do that? And if he says magic, you kind of have to believe him because he's the only one it worked for. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs>
1: exactly. I think that's, exactly. A really, that's a really great segue into Rasputin's pilgrimage to St. Petersburg, where the royal family of Russia lives. So in
0: 1903, his travels take him to St. Petersburg, which is like a metropolitan uh city and a lot is going on there and there's a lot of wealthy people and he befriends a wealthy merchant widow who starts introducing him to high society not to give rasputin much credit here but he was said to be able to like console people who were grieving and so that's what he did with this widow he was like i'm a holy man let me just like tag along with you i'll make you feel better and then she did feel better so she introduced him to all of her friends as this guru who was came from Siberia, was this peasant, and high society became extremely interested in him and his orgies, mm-hmm. etc.
1: Yep.
2: I think we can give him credit for being very good at being a con man. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I yeah. believe he was good at all of this stuff because he was able to convince people he had magic powers, which is... You know, I couldn't do that.
1: <laughs> I couldn't either, yeah. yeah. And some of those powers, calming animals slash talking to animals, uh, super strength, healing the sick, like just to name a few of them, like all of that wrapped into one, that's, that's like multiple superheroes. Get the, yeah, let get to get stand the
2: fucking Avengers. Yeah, let <laughs> alone
1: one dude having all of that. And then some. Uh, and then the ability to like make wealthy women be interested in him when, when you see a picture of him, he's not a great looking dude. Yeah, here's
2: the thing, the ability to get um, rich people to give you stuff is of more practical value than the ability to lift large objects (laughs) or talk to animals.
0: (laughs) Yep, yep, for sure. (laughs) This is super, super power. Yeah, we Uh, we live in
2: LA, if you can sweet talk a rich person, that'll get you so much farther in life than any other
0: skill. (laughs) Absolutely. So he's in St. Petersburg. He's like getting involved with high society. The daughters of the elite begin to seek him out. And one senator's daughter is quoted as saying, Rasputin is incomparable. He gives such sensations. All our other men are good for nothing.
1: Which is honestly (laughs) rave review.
0: Uh,
2: Yeah, I cannot imagine a nicer thing being said about anyone.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Let alone noted for posterity. Yeah. Um, compared
2: okay. to him, all of the men are useless. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, Damn.
1: So yeah. I, I
0: mean, I'd, I I'd like,
2: be like, well, let's call this guy.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: Something must exactly. be happening though that I'm not privy to.
0: I've heard it uh, referred to as big dick energy. <laughs> for sure. Bde for short. But I uh, believe that he had that. No. Yeah. That is one of his attributes. That is recorded. He had a big o dick. hmm Big o dick. Not that that matters. But
2: is that is that a, on historical record? Uh, his enemies even were like, yeah, he did.
1: <laughs> we can't I, take that away from him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: say what you will about that? his character. We're not going to pretend his dick wasn't huge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> at the, so St. Petersburg, it's like cool to have him at your parties. People would say that he would stroke you with his gaze. He had these magnetic eyes that just and dressed you and saw your soul and like how the, this horny were rumor. people at this time in Russia
2: <laughs> they were all very immediately like orgies no no uh you don't even need to talk me into this <laughs> calm down everyone everyone is the turn of the 19th century was so
1: horned up I mean, if you start with, you know, if you if you were raised with a religion that's like, you know, self-deprecation, yeah, uh, you know, a lot of, like, sin associated with fooling around or, like, pleasuring yourself, and then some dude comes a- along and is like, wait, 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 let me tell you, all the stuff you want to do, God wants you to do it, and then you'll be forgiven more than you would if you didn't do it. <laughs> like, oh my god, I would be... I would be signed up. I know. I would lose my fucking mind. I'm like, this is interesting. Tell me more. Okay. Yeah. Should we talk about Rasputin's Little Ladies? We can talk about
2: Rasputin's Little Ladies. (laughs) Guys, should we film a band called Rasputin's Little
1: Ladies? (laughs) Yeah. I think the question is, why have we not already? Okay, yes.
0: (laughs) It's done. do it. It's on the record.
1: Yeah. So Rasputin's little ladies, during his time in St. Petersburg, he had a group of women. It was very cult-like. You know, it was like a super fan club, essentially. And Mm -hmm. they would take care of him, which is like, what a get. Great. A group of women who just do everything you need them to do. They said he knew how to divine another's suffering, and with just a few words, how to erase the pain, and at times, remove it entirely. So these women they would uh carry like pieces of his beard and his fingernail clippings like sewn into their dresses that level of like fandom yeah nasty (laughs) that is is nasty yeah and if you see his beard it's a pretty it's a pretty wiry situation going on and he just looks very greasy again i can't he probably (laughs) bathed at some point but it's just like These pictures are not super flattering. You know what it
2: might also be? This was early 1900s when, like, therapy was, like, starting to become a thing. So Mm -hmm. I do feel like any time before then, you could get a reputation for being incredibly wise if you just, like, listen to someone for five minutes and gave them some actual kind words
0: yeah
1: (laughs) like I that
2: was just uh me maybe all these people being like it's so weird I was so sad and I talked to someone and then I felt better and that must be magic and it's like no it's actually just probably because you don't know anyone else who does that
0: (laughs) that's That's super sad and that's probably true what
2: what people at the time maybe were like this is magic might have just been like Oh, I'm a woman, and for once, a man is taking my pain seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. fellas if you're listening, um, if you don't have great looks, but you are in any way able to express basic empathy or listening, um, you can get like real far with that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Also, just, some just like some
2: pick... super basic courtesy, that'll that'll open some doors for ya.
1: Yeah. <laughs> also, like, you. Yeah, and also like um added bonus to like pay attention to your lady's bits and make sure she's good down yeah. there. It goes a long way. It goes a long way. Yeah, it'll open more a than way. yours, but we don't need to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he he liked to go to Russian baths, which sounds as, you know, very sexy, and it was that sexy. Um, there were hot spots for, like, getting busy, like, kind of public places and, like, with big groups. But he would go there with, like, society, like, high society women. And it was kind of like, Savannah, what would you say? Like, an inverse of, like, the power dynamic? Yeah, so, something that's interesting about the all of these,
0: like, aristocratic ladies hanging out with this, like, peasant is that it flipped the script. So all of these these women's husbands could take advantage of their servants, could make their serfs do whatever they wanted for them, could rape or to them or or just like they could do whatever the fuck they wanted Rasputin going with these women to the Russian bath was sort of like an inverse of that like power dynamic since there's a lot of lore that surrounds Rasputin it is weird that despite the rumors of all the orgies and constant sex that no one ever came forth as being pregnant with his children other than his wife and none of his enemies ever accused him of siring illegitimate children it's not like they had birth control so if he was fucking yeah
2: that is interesting because like definitely mm-hmm. if he had seven kids it's all working yeah it's all working
1: mm-hmm. when was the pullout method really invented? when was that like figured out for as much as he fucked a hundred percent record to never get like wow 100 percent record to never accidentally create life yeah yeah i, mean, I guess it's pretty good I don't know if if yeah, you're that's... so if you're fucking
0: as much as as he was supposedly fucking
1: yeah or maybe it's the kind of thing where it's like people just didn't come forward I don't know maybe they didn't know if he was the father or he held a lot of power yeah, yeah. It's, it's at one was like
2: definitely there would have been a time when if you had Rasputin's kid you would um keep that
1: to yourself.
2: But there was a period where, if you had Rasputin's kid, you'd be super braggy about it.
1: So yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. It's like what what were the tides doing at the time, and like were you reading it right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like they um, could was exist. Was he just was- like supervising orgies?
2: Was it one of those things where he like <laughs> got everyone to show up, and then he wasn't really like in on it? Oh he, was God, just, he, he was. And he like
0: just put out the hors d'oeuvres. He's just not, a host. just a good host. Yeah, like like
2: yeah, like that I. Just to me, that's like a party host getting everyone ready and then like around nine o'clock quietly leaving. <laughs> Just...
1: uh, shall we Shall we move on to uh, some of the the juicier bits of his relationship? Oh, with yeah, I want to hear
2: these juicy family? bits.
1: Yes. Then yes. the Romanovs, they ruled for 300 years until they met the Mad Monk slash the Holy Devil. That's Rasputin. I don't know who gave him those nicknames, but... The I Mad Monk. Yeah. The
2: Mad <laughs> Monk. It sounds like such a pro wrestler name.
1: I'm Uh a monk and I'm
0: mad. (laughs) (laughs) So Rasputin comes to St. Petersburg in 1903. In 1905, the monarchy is almost overthrown by the people. So there's a lot of social unrest, but the Romanovs still go to parties, have a social life. So Rasputin rolls in and charms the Romanovs at a party. And they're so out of touch that they think that Rasputin is the voice of the people. So, Fucking yeah. rich people just like they, Yeah,
2: they meet yeah. a wizard at a party and they're like, You're a regular working class Joe, right? <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm a wizard. And they're like, Regular man, salt of the
0: people. I just...
1: yep. yep. Like, factory worker, wizard. Factory
0: worker, wizard. No way so to yeah, tell they... the difference, yeah. Yes. So they can't. They believe it. No, okay, I'm just going to say right
2: now, they deserve whatever happens to them. I don't know how this ends, yes. but uh, I'll say
0: it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it doesn't I... end great, but... Uh, yeah, it doesn't end great for anybody in this story, yeah. actually. But yeah. you're right about just... If a wizard rolls in... And you're you, the leader of a country, is like I better believe everything that this wizard says. Maybe you shouldn't be leading the country. Yeah. Maybe you, should... <laughs> like... mm-hmm. Maybe
2: you shouldn't.
1: Uh... <laughs> yeah. And and just to speak to the Romanovs' history, Rasputin was not the first mystical person that they roped into their court. Like he was he was one in a line of people who claimed to have mystical powers. The emperor and empress.
0: Nicholas II and Alexandra thought he seemed like a cool dude, and a little seem bit of about- cool. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> just, I feel like he seems cra- like crazy. Oh no, no, yeah, I
2: wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, be alone in a room with him. But if I was yeah. at a party and then I heard that Rasputin was at the party, I'd be like, oh shit, this this is like a good party. <laughs> <laughs> He seems cool in that sense.
0: (laughs) That is the thinking at the time, is that if Rustin was at your party, it was a good party. And so he was at this party, and he met the Romanovs, and a little bit about them. Nicholas II was the last uh, emperor of Russia. Alexandra Fyodorovna is the Empress of Russia, and the spouse of Nicholas II. And she was the favorite granddaughter of Queen Victoria of the United Kingdom. By all accounts, she was very introverted and she just wanted to live like sort of a quiet life, which you really couldn't. And I think it speaks to why having monarchies is a bad call because you get people who really are not equipped to do the job. Yeah. So the whole thing with the heir to the throne is that you had to have a boy, right? Yes. So uh, unfortunately, sexism. And on top of that... Who's to blame
1: if you don't have a boy is...
0: Oh, the terrible wife. The woman, yeah. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, she didn't have a lot of boys. She only had the one, and that was after four daughters. Yeah. And then had Alexei, the heir to the throne. But, unfortunately, genetically speaking, she brought something that is not great to the equation, which was hemophilia.
2: Fucking inbreeding hemophilia, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, women can only be carriers for hemophilia, but men, like, they're the ones who actually show the symptoms of it. Ah. So the heir to the Russian throne was very sick a lot. He was kind of, like, you know, handled with literal kid gloves because if he gets a, a bump or a bruise, it could be the end for him. So in comes Rasputin, who was basically like, no one can treat him except for me. No one can, like, the doctors can't see him. It's just everything has to go through me their son started to get better and it was because the doctors were giving the kid aspirin. Aspirin is a blood thinner and that made the hemophilia worse. So healthcare is bad. (laughs) It is. It's so so bad. But Rasputin here coming out with a win out the gate. Yeah. yeah,
2: I oh, mean, yeah. and on some level, you know, if you're giving this kid medication, it's not working, and you're like, hey, just stop doing that. That in itself is a good call.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, but I think he just, it was like a certain amount of dumb luck. luck. Yeah. yeah, it, was, it yeah. was dumb luck with it, him being like, okay, I'm now the person, and he started getting better. So that was like the first of a few examples of uh, the Empress Alexandra being like, Oh, I, this guy is a good, this is a good mystic. We will keep him. Well, he went on for 10 years
0: doing that. Like every time the prince would have a bump or something, he would pray over the prince and the prince survived. And because of that, the empress was like, Rasputin is my guy.
1: Rasputin was like a favorite of the empress for what he allegedly could do for their son, the heir to the throne. There were also some sexy rumors.
0: Okay, yeah, I want to hear the sexy rumors. Let's talk rumors. about the
1: sexy rumor. There were rumors that, you know, Rasputin, that he hypnotized the emperor, so Nicholas II, and seduced the empress. Uh, there were rumors that they were, you know, Oh, at it, the same time? Sex. Was that some
2: sort of weird, um, yes. weird cuck situation? I'm going to uh-huh. make you watch me fuck your wife?
0: <laughs> yep, that was definitely one of the rumors. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, and that he was also into it. So he was rumored to have thrown orgies in the apartments of the Capitol. Oh, and that then, tracks yeah. <laughs> yeah, at the height of his fame, he was known as the Deflower of Virgins. And officials said that they had a stack of letters from mothers who reported that he had corrupted their daughters. How many virgins are
2: going to those parties? I'm not trying to do some sort of uh, blame the victim thing here at all. I yeah. fully assume that Raspbian is the bad guy here. But when one, one assumes when you throw an orgy, you're very clear about that to everyone who arrives.
0: <laughs> so, you know, we're starting some we're starting some hot goss about Rasputin, and the Russian people are obviously starting to get super suspicious of the Romanovs and why they're so close to this dude, who is also allegedly visiting brothels and holding orgies. And yeah, he have, seems
2: like a real creepy asshole.
0: <laughs> yeah they do have what's interesting is that they did have like a police detail on him at all times because the empress was afraid that he was going to be murdered or something the police surveillance had him going into brothels and stuff and they there was one prostitute who was interrogated by police after spending some time with Rasputin who said quote he bought me two bottles of beer asked me to undress and then looked at my naked body for a short while before paying me two rubles and leaving so I'm like, what does this dude
2: do? <laughs> like, what do you, I don't know. This was before the internet. Sometimes, you know, just... <laughs> you just. If he wanted to look up. at a naked woman, he couldn't Google that. He had to actually go find a woman and look had at her for a while. Her-
1: yeah. <laughs> so Nicholas II was, uh, you know, obviously very embarrassed by all the rumors circulating that uh, his wife, the Empress. oh was... even
2: just the fact that there was a wizard on staff.
1: <laughs> sure, sure, but a wizard, but a wizard who was saving his heir. So, like, I think he was more more frustrated by the whole cuck holding thing than he. Was no, about. yeah, I think
2: the whole thing is embarrassing. Um, I think <laughs> that there's not any part of this that he shouldn't find embarrassing.
1: <laughs> For sure, you're right. You're right. Why am I trying to separate it? It's all, right. it's, it's all embarrassing. It's
0: like, yeah. So, Rasputin is given these letters from the Zarina, from Alexandra. They are quoted as saying things like, I wish only one thing, to fall asleep forever on your shoulders in your embrace. And things like, I sacrificed my husband and my heart to you. Rasputin takes those letters. He's drinking a lot. He's out on the town. He's got a police detail following him and is bragging about his place in the court as he's like drunk at these restaurants and bars. This is rumored that he showed one of Alexandra's letters, one of her sexy letters to him, to, I don't know, the people at this bar. Somebody takes it and makes copies and they're circulated all over St. Petersburg.
1: So Nicholas sent Rasputin back to Siberia and was like, get out of Russia. Russia? Russia? Get out of Russia. Get out of
2: here, (laughs) Russia.
1: that's the accent yeah. right <laughs>
0: yeah, that's absolutely exactly the accent
1: so while rasputin was in siberia Alexei, the heir to the throne gets into an accident he was thrown off a horse he was very sick he had internal bleeding he was read his last right so like they were pretty sure that the heir to the throne was going to be peacing out so alexandra super distraught, wrote a letter to Rasputin, and Rasputin responded back immediately and said, don't worry, God heard you, and your son won't die. And then, in another miracle, he doesn't die. So Rasputin, from Siberia, is like, don't worry, your hemophiliac kid who fell off a horse is not gonna die, and then he doesn't. So like, another example of like Rasputin being someone who knows, or was able to protect him from a distance, mystically, who knows?
2: I gotta say, on a pure, like, Don Draper level, I'm almost rooting for this guy. Because, like, (laughs) that is a smart play. If you are technically in a different country when that happens, just be like, it'll be fine. And then just start um, packing your stuff in case it turns. But (laughs) no reason to alarm anyone if if it's going to take them, like, a day to get to you.
1: (laughs) But the Tsar is on record to have said, better ten Rasputins than one of the Empress's hysterical fits. Uh, but that was the start of Rasputin getting more involved in advising the Romanovs politically and having more of his fingers in the pies. How, is, this, is this good? Is this <sighs> <so> good? <sighs> Don't. His fingers in the the political pies. The political <laughs> pies. <laughs> it okay, sounded
0: like he had his that. fingers in the political pies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what the it sounds like. And I am. Like,
2: um, you are right that that is the clearest way to state that he was... Fucking the royal
0: couple, yeah. either symbolically or actually. Okay. Either well, way, someone is getting me... real screwed on that arrangement. So this is at the beginning of World War One, and he tells Nicholas, he's like, "Don't go to war. I had a prophecy. The disaster is great. The misery infinite. Don't get into World War One." And Nicholas is so like, "That's so great. World War One
2: sucked." Yeah. So, <laughs> G- solid advice there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Nicholas. Doesn't take that advice and is like, "I'm gonna go into World War One. You don't know anything. You're a wizard." He goes to the front lines, leaving Rasputin and Alexandra. He went to the front lines of World War One.
2: World War One. After World War One is when they were like, "We need rules for warfare because that got out of hand, like warfare-wise, it's real bad."
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, Nicholas II was on the front lines, and when he left, he left. Alexandra in charge. And that oh, was... a like, dumb bitch. <laughs> she was not prepared because she immediately called Rasputin to be her advisor. Like, help me run this country because, you know, Nicholas just up and went to the front lines which is just, I feel like, a very bad idea. Um, Everyone's making such bad choices. Bad choices. Yeah, um,
0: bad choices. It makes sense why things ended the way that they did because you're just yeah. like, what you guys... There's so many bad calls. Yeah, not great. Russians getting slaughtered. uh, Rasputin drinking a lot, still womanizing a lot, probably losing his fucking mind. Like, everybody at the time, I think, is, you know, it's shaky ground. And Alexandra really putting her trust in him. He starts to dismiss members of court. He starts to try to control what's happening. There's... The reports of him drinking. There was an account that Alexander received during this time that he was at a restaurant and he pulled his dick out, started waving it in everybody's face, and then <laughs> that then is that
2: out. is a sex crime. But it is also just kind of funny to hear about a political figure doing
0: that. Yeah. So yeah. he and, so, and a monk and somebody who's supposed to be a religious man is like waving the yeah. Dick just uh, just
2: go to a restaurant, and take your dick out. I and will so say it's funny. I, it's bad. <laughs> And mm-hmm. again, public indecency, but like to hear about it, pretty funny.
1: <laughs> I will say the rumors were that not only did he do that, but while he did it, he said, This is what runs Russia. Yeah. And like, why are so... you guys
0: upset? Because the Emperor and the Empress love my dick. <laughs>
1: like,
2: he doesn't like, gotta respect the confidence.
1: So here was Rasputin having a lot of power. A lot of people in the aristocracy really didn't like him because you know he was a peasant he was someone who like came from nothing and rose up through questionable means through orgies with wealthy young women and older women
0: women Women. in general
1: so i want to talk a little bit about his downfall the first assassination attempt on his life was on july 12th in 1914 a 33 year old peasant woman named Guseva attempted to assassinate him by stabbing him in the stomach outside of his home. He obviously lived, since this is an assassination attempt, but he really should not have. She really did a number on his stomach. The rumors were that his guts and his intestines were, like, coming on out of his (laughs) Uh, stomach. Happy Halloween! Disembowelment! He was just, like, packing it back in, and he somehow survived. Yeah, that's
2: yeah, a real bad place to get stabbed. There aren't great places to be stabbed.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, nope, but uh, he somehow survived, uh, and she claimed that she acted alone, but the general consensus was that she was put up to it by a recently defrocked priest, somebody who was not a great guy himself, but who was very against Rasputin, being this false prophet
2: you know what I can kind of see why uh, they defrocked that priest if he was ordering assassination attempt for sure me and the church don't always see eye to eye but I (laughs) I see the wisdom to uh let's get that motor out of here
1: (laughs) yeah yeah but let's move on to his actual death yes when it took eventually the conspirators are Prince Felix Yusupov Grand Duke Dmitry Pavlovich who was the Tsar's nephew And right-wing politician vladimir Purishkevich. i think that worked those all sounded
2: like names like russian names names. uh
1: it was on december 30th 1916 rasputin was allegedly lured to a party at yusupov's castle late one night under the guise of getting to meet the prince's wife so that rasputin could fuck her so that's a draw he shows up at this party expecting, I assume, a woman to be presented for him to have sex with. Ugh. That doesn't happen. He's offered tea and cakes. These tea and cakes, which he initially rejects, he does start eating them. They're laced with cyanide. So he's, he's like, consuming this stuff, being a guest. Presumably his hosts are being good hosts. Uh, but nothing is happening. He's eating the cyanide, <laughs> and he's just like... Can I have some more cakes? Thank you. Did Wait, it, like,
2: nothing? get baked out? Like, when you cook with alcohol, it's not alcoholic and the baked version because the right. alcohol evaporates? Is it, like, is that how yeah. cyanide works? I'm not know. a scientist. Use this as proof that I've never poisoned anyone. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: great. And we'll we'll play this at your trial, should yes. it ever come up? See how dumb uh. she sounds? Uh <laughs> Yeah, so that's a great question. I do not know the science of baking cyanide into cakes, but possibly, I I don't know, but it it was a couple hours later when they were like, what the fuck? Why is he still (laughs) up and talking and moving around? So the prince goes upstairs and he's like talking to his co-conspirators and he's like, what the hell is going on? What do I do? And they're like, here's a gun. So he takes a gun, goes back down to Rasputin and he shoots him once in the chest. So, great. Should have been the opening upstairs. move. Yeah, if you the Right? Right. So he goes back upstairs. He's like, I did it. I killed him. But he also took Rasputin's coat. He puts it on. He leaves the castle, in theory, so that there could be some witnesses to someone. Oh, that's someone smart. Yeah, always always someone... have
2: someone see them leave your Absolutely, liberation.
1: yeah. yeah. So they wanted some witnesses to see that Rasputin did leave the castle after the party. So they come back a couple hours later, they go downstairs to check to make sure Rasputin is dead, and he jumps the hell up. He jumps up, he attacks the prince, he's still alive, somehow, uh, after the cyanide of getting shot in the chest once, so he fights his way out of the basement. (laughs) He fights fights his his way out. out? He fights his way out into the courtyard. He's like trying to escape Yeah, his... he, he's figured it out after yeah. after the yeah. after... Right. So the cyanide might be a mistake for that the Yen Sha Lastra. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's out in the courtyard and they bring a gun out and they shoot him two more times. Okay? So they're beating him, they're shooting him additionally. When he stays down, they cut his dick off.
2: Oh, fuck that. That's a little uncalled for.
1: (laughs) So they castrate him. Who's to say exactly why they did that? I don't know. Uh, Men are weird. (laughs) Men are weird. Yeah, men are fucking weird. Yes, they are. But, I mean, how much of that is because they were of the rumors that he was having an affair with the Empress? One of these conspirators was the Tsar's nephew. Yeah, yeah, there was
2: definitely some some dick envy going on there.
1: Yeah. uh, The source of his power. Yeah, it's just so weird. (laughs) I don't know. So, anyway, his dick's cut off. He's wrapped in some cloth. He's thrown in a car. He's driven to, you know, presumably a bridge. God, I forgot
2: cars were in play during this time period. They're about wizards, and you're like, and this was 3,000 years ago. yeah it's so funny yeah world war one they had cars they had tanks they they knew what was happening they had radios (laughs) they could have radioed to someone who would be like oh absolutely magic is not real and they didn't (laughs) 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 they neglected
1: to check (laughs) so he's thrown into the neva river a few days later his body is found and based on the autopsy report he was still alive and breathing when they threw him into the river after being shot three times being beaten being castrated being poisoned, being poisoned <laughs> he was somehow still alive when they chucked him into the frozen river at the end of december in 1916.
2: i remember hearing that they found um nail marks under the ice <laughs> Oh my god! But that's... <laughs> I had assumed when I heard that that, that I was uh, they were pulling my leg, but after hearing the yep. story, I believe it.
1: <laughs> no, he was a tough son of a bitch. Somehow, he just could not die, and I think that makes sense. That kind of lends to like his legend of you know he was stabbed and his guts were hanging out years before, and he survived. He survived cyanide, the gunshots, being beaten, being castrated. And then he was still alive when he went underwater. So that is how he died, essentially. And there were rumors. There were a lot of rumors around his death, obviously. But one of them was that the three conspirators, they wanted to make sure that he could never be sainted, never be made a saint. Because if you die by drowning, you can't be. So that's one theory that why he eventually was thrown into the river to make sure that nobody, if anybody was ever like, oh, yeah, let's make him a saint. Somebody would be like, hmm Actually, actually, you can't do that. The drowning rule. Yeah. Like, come on. But there were there were also rumors around the British intelligence having some role in his death. Yeah, all
2: I'll, I'll say this. The British Empire usually is responsible for a lot of uh, <laughs> fucked up shit. I feel sure, like,
1: sure, sure, sure. why would they even
2: bother getting involved? They just love to get in other people's business. They love to do it. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Just to to add on to the death stuff, didn't he have,
1: he had a prophecy about his own death? Yeah, it was actually a letter that he wrote to Nicholas II directly. Uh, I believe when he was on the front lines during World War II where he was like, if I die, I'm going to die soon. If I die by your friend's hands, it won't be good for you. If I die from my class's hands, you'll be fine. It was like, you know, a prediction of if the aristocracy tries to get rid of me, it means that my my people, the peasant class, will rise up, and it will not be good news for you. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Nicholas the, Nicholas II was Shanghai on a train. He was forced to abdicate the throne, and then his wife and his children were all kidnapped, and then they were they were held, and then they were all shot point blank. And another rumor is that they were all wearing lockets around their neck with pictures of Rasputin when they were what? when they were killed yeah no yeah absolutely yeah because i, I think alexandra was she was still a believer in rasputin
2: uh. that's both creepy and also like pretty dorky honestly
1: <laughs> look fandom is a powerful
2: thing oh yeah me and my family we always we always wear these lockets with a photo of our general practitioner on there you know <laughs> just mm. <laughs> Yeah, yep. uh, love to have a framed picture of my pediatrician.
1: <laughs> so that was, uh, how our mystical, creepy man Rasputin, uh, eventually died. Through a lot of attempts. <laughs> There's a lot of attempts. <laughs> so, let's move on to Fuck, Mary Kill. <laughs> Even though we could find pictures of some of these people... I don't think we could find enough pictures of his lovers exactly, or his partners. So we're cheating. Back to Anastasia, baby. Here we go. <laughs> Full circle. Here we go. The animated classic from 1997, Anastasia. <laughs> yep, that's right. I rewatched it last night and I am I watched it too. yes. OK, I <laughs> will
2: say this, Anastasia is also one of the sexier uh, animated movies. The, the, those two leads have a lot of chemistry.
1: So our Fuck, Mary, Kills, we have the Grand Duchess Anastasia. (laughs) We have Dimitri. And we have Vlad. Dimitri and Vlad, who obviously, if you've seen the movie, which I feel like most people have, they play the con artists who are trying to cast somebody as the Grand Duchess Anastasia because her only living relative, her grandmother, is in Paris and wants to be reunited with her granddaughter, the last surviving Romanov. <laughs> okay. <so> <laughs> Guys, the only, re- the only reason I said Prince of Egypt is because I didn't want to come across too desperate, loving this movie so much. Anyway, who are we fucking marrying and killing? This Anastasia? is real
2: easy. Um, <laughs> kill Vlad, fuck yep. Dimitri, marry Anastasia. That's... <laughs> Just super That's- straightforward. Didn't even
1: think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, she's got the money, it's- and you know, she's a little sweetheart. <laughs> she is she true. Is. Yeah, like, that headstrong, that spirit that she has. You know, yeah.
2: Dimitri, uh, very sexy, but you're like, in ten years, are you still gonna
1: treat me right? You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, great. Do we have any? Uh, do we have any pickup lines? I have one. I think it's dumb, yes. but I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Do it. Yeah. Is your ass for sputin? because it won't quit? Being alive, guys. Don't don't clap for that. Not even golf clap. I will not accept a golf clap.
0: <laughs> golf.
1: I got a couple because I went a little crazy after anesthesia
0: last night. Hey, girl. I hear you got a bleeding heart. Lucky for you, I've got ten years of experience curing hemophilia through prayer.
1: That's- <laughs>
2: one it's Love uh it. you know what? it's not going to work on everybody but uh
0: you just need one it worked on Sarah which is important and this one is similar to yours Lauren hey girl looks like my spiritual journey led me straight into that ass <laughs> uh that's great yeah um oh and this one i hear you wanted to know why the press calls me the mad monk to tell you the truth i'm not technically a monk but i am mad crazy about orgies and you're invited that's <laughs>
1: that's, that's, so was, long, that's yeah, the law that's the worst lo- rap verse <laughs> i've
2: ever heard <laughs>
1: <laughs> well
2: hey girl uh yeah i'm a monk but uh they're pretty cool about it so <laughs> <laughs> hey baby do you want to see what runs
1: Rasha? <laughs> Hey
0: that is actually legit I feel like that's something yeah. that maybe use.
1: what did Rasputin say about the wealthy women what did like, he say cyan <laughs> I don't care if you're married you get it because of the cyanide. cyanide
2: I love it I love it
1: cyan I don't care if you're damn it that was a stretch that was a, whatever I feel like there's a pun there there is something there there's something there I stand by it All right. Well, that just about does it for our October episode of Historical Hookups. I have been Lauren. I have been Sarah. And I've been Savannah. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 (laughs) Historical Hookups.
2: If you want to play this week's Fuck, Marry, Kill along with us, uh, we will be posting those pictures on our Twitter at Historical Hooks and our Instagram at Historical Hookups. We want to hear your answers.